All right, what's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the Speak Girl Speak podcast, okay? As always and per usual, I want to take a moment to thank you for pressing play. Thank you for being present here today. But can I keep it a buck? Can I can I keep it a buck right off the bat? Um, I'm... <laughs> This is my 700th time recording this damn intro. I don't understand. Every time, every episode, I'm recording the intro like 700 times. So I'm like a little bit picky about what it sounds like. It might seem like I'm not picky, but I'm I'm, I'm picky, okay? So um, on that lovely opening note, I'm going to go ahead and take a shot. And if you have one nearby, it is a uh, Sunday evening when I'm recording this. Um, if you have one nearby, please, please pause and take a moment to take one with me. Thank you. I will do that. And then I'll be right back. All right, y'all don't judge me. Okay. The crazy thing is, is actually, actually you can judge me that that's fine, boo. But the crazy thing is, is that I actually don't drink. If you know me, you know that about me. And hold on, you probably thinking like, girl, you do drink. But let me explain. Let me explain. I really don't drink. I can go months without drinking. It's just not really something that I like. I just really am not that into it. Um, I have other vices, sure. But I'm just not a drinker. It's just not me. Um, I will definitely take a shot or two. I'll definitely drink socially. Um, But other than that, I I really don't drink. I don't really keep liquor in my house like that. I don't know. It's just, it's not my thing. So anyway, if you ever catch me taking a shot, it's, it's just, I just feel like a shot won't ever kill me. So that's something that I may do here and there. Um, if we have any sober queens listening, hey, love. Love that for you. Just don't love that for me. Um, everyone is on their own journey. I was actually supposed to be doing a dry January with my grandma, but it's my birthday month. So how dare she ask me to do something like that during my birthday month? Like, girl, do you know I'm a Capricorn or no? Okay, one thing you guys are going to have to understand about me, and I'm not going to apologize for it, okay? I'm not going to apologize for it. Um, I'm the type of person where it literally takes me 45 minutes to an hour to tell one story that should be able to be told in 15 minutes. Yeah, unfortunately, that's me. You can ask my friends and family. That's me, okay? So the fact that I can even keep it as cute and concise as I do here, yeah, it's a skill. Just just know that it's being actively practiced and yeah y'all are welcome okay otherwise we'd all be here all day anywho on another cute little note I (laughs) was minding my black owned business the other day and I realized that you can check your analytics on um, different podcast platforms why I didn't really realize I I knew this was like an option but I just never really thought to check mine because again we all know that I'm just kind of getting started with my podcast I'm just getting my feet wet this is just the beginning so I just never thought to check my analytics I just never did Anywho, girl, I take my inquisitive little self, you know what I'm saying, into the analytics section of um, the Apple podcast platform in specific, and I see, number one, to my surprise, that my number one listened city is Seattle. What? So if you're from Seattle, I just want to welcome you and say, what's good? What's good, Seattle? Okay. I don't know a single soul in Seattle. I have never been. Want to go. If anybody wants to flew me out. <laughs> I got a bag packed already. I got her packed already in case of emergencies, in case anybody ever wants to flew me out anywhere. I just stay on go. Okay, trying to go. Anyway, I don't know anybody in Seattle. So this definitely took me by surprise, obviously. Um, if you are in Seattle or any of these others, like it, hold on, let me let me backtrack. Okay, so I had to look it up um, for reference. But number one listen city is Seattle. Second listen city is my hometown, Madison. That does not surprise me. Third listen city is St. Louis huh again I don't know anybody in St. Louis I don't know I don't know Nan one of y'all but I fucks with y'all 
Okay, I know I fucks with you. All right. Um, and I apologize. Actually, I don't apologize. You guys are going to have to excuse my mouth. Um, I often go back and forth with the idea of, hmm, should I speak, you know, should I speak like a lady or should a lady speak like me? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Should I speak like a lady or should a lady speak like me? And sometimes I really feel like it's the latter. So y'all are just going to have to accept the language that comes with this podcast. Okay, back to reality. I have some crazy cities on there, though. Um, obviously, Tampa, because that's, like, where I live. But I also have Houston, huh? Philadelphia, New York City, New York City, New York City. <laughs> Need I say it again? New York City, Atlanta. Are you kidding me? And then I have, like, several cities in Wisconsin, Denver, like, just all these different places, much of which I have never even stepped foot in. But, baby, the podcast game got reach. She got reach. <laughs> she got reach. Just kidding. If you are from any of those cities, do you mind emailing into the podcast and letting me know how you found me? Um, we're just curious. And by we, I just, I always just mean me. Yeah. So to my, on a serious note, like some girl, I be trying to be a comedian so damn bad. I never get to the point. But on a serious note, um, this was obviously shocking to me because I had listened in over 30 cities plays I'm sorry I had plays in over 30 cities many of which I have no pull no reach no influence there but somehow um when God has his hand God has his hand on something I believe personally it just works um if it's destined for you it just it just works so yeah that was really interesting to see we are at a total of 40 hours worth of time listened y'all have been listening to my voice for 40 hours let's just do a little mini mental health check-in are we okay how are we doing with that are we okay okay all right cool um yeah 40 hours we what else is really interesting that i can share with you guys um yeah so all those cities 40 hours one day we reached 34 cities we had i think it was january 3rd we had plays in 34 different cities on one day huh who am I? Who who the hell am I? Um, we also have a total of about 340 plays. So yeah, that is really cool. That is, I, it's humbling. It's wild. I don't really know what to say. I posted about this on my social media. And if you already saw that, you just, you're going to sit here and listen again because I'm going to keep saying it until I'm tired of saying it and I'll never be tired of saying it. I never expected this podcast to go that far already. Um, let alone in general, I expected maybe, or I hoped, um, I should say my friends and family would follow along. But the fact that I have actual strangers, um, who are subscribed to my podcast, I also looked and saw I have nine reviews, girl, what? This is my first time seeing any of this. I promise you nine reviews or I'm sorry, ratings, y'all ratings. The show has nine ratings, which is wild. All five star ratings. Um, with that being said, if you would like, you know what I'm saying? If you love me like that, you fucks with me the long way. Um, go ahead and go to Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you listen on and leave a review of the show. Leave a review of the show. Let us know what you think, um, what you're liking, what you're getting out of it, etc. Let other people know what you think, whatever. Y'all can be honest. It's cool. It's cool. But not too much, not too damn honest, but, you know, honest enough. You know what I'm saying? There's just something so funny about when you're in the place that you're supposed to be. And a lot of, a lot of the times you don't even know that you're in the place you're supposed to be until you get that one little instance or one little thing or a couple little things, whatever it is. But I had a thing happen for me this week. Um, I received a message from a girl on Facebook. Um, I do not know this lady. I do not know this woman. Okay. I don't know her. 
it looked like we had been messaging a few times back and forth maybe in 2021 maybe she posted like in one of the pages that i'm in and i commented and we had some similarities and we were just chit chatting back and forth like oh yeah girl we should do brunch one day you like this book i like this book cool 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 cute keeping it cute but like I said, I, I don't know this 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 woman. OK, I don't know this woman. Um, and I see I have a voice message from her. So I'm like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> what what could this possibly be? Like, this is very strange. So I click on the voice message. Um, and again, we had talked for me. We had sent maybe like five messages total between us um, back in 2021. I have not spoken to this lady since. Um, just have her as a Facebook friend. Anyway, I got her message. So I click play. Mind y'all, it's a two-minute recording, so I'm like, oh, God, this is going to be a <laughs> coming-to-you-as-a-woman-ass message. What is happening here? Anyway, click play. Um, basically, it's the girl telling me that, I'm sorry, this this lady, she's telling me that um, she's been meaning to listen to my podcast because she saw me post it on Facebook one time, um, and she finally listened to it on her way to work, and she absolutely loves the podcast, um, but she not only said she loves the podcast, she went on to say that she shared it with three other friends because she feels like it's something a lot of women really need to listen to. She also said that, um, it, it makes her feel like she's known me forever. So that was, that was really nice. So I just want to shout out Jasmine from Tampa, um, for listening in. She messaged me 24 hours later and was like, update, I'm already five episodes in. This is my favorite podcast I've ever listened to. So full circle moment, um, for the times that you think you just have imposter syndrome, I guess, or, or maybe I should just speak for myself the times that I have imposter syndrome um and and there's these little tiny instances like that um that just lets you know you know you're right right where you need to be at the exact perfect timing um so yeah I just wanted to take the first few minutes of this episode to celebrate with you guys because who would I be without y'all okay so yeah per things we did that um we're gonna move on one thing I'm gonna invite you guys to do this episode is to really get vulnerable with me okay i'm gonna welcome you guys to get vulnerable today we're gonna talk things um a couple subjects that are a little bit deeper we're gonna talk a couple things mental health so yeah with that being said happy mental health monday i hope you guys have a beautiful rest of your week and let's let's get into it let's unpack okay Okay, let's get into it. Um, this is not going to be a very easy episode for me. Being, being vulnerable, as you guys know, is something I struggle and most people struggle with. Don't nobody want to get on here and talk about their life story or their damn problems or the ins and outs of my inner, like, the way my brain works. That's, that's, it's vulnerable. That's the best thing I can say. Like, it, it's just a vulnerable position to be in. But again, I'm trying new things this year. I'm jumping out of my comfort zone one one pinky toe at a time one manicured pinky toe at a time I'm jumping out my comfort zone so I'm gonna make myself do this I want to talk about um being at war with yourself really being at war with yourself mentally and not necessarily in the traditional way that you might think what the fuck is the traditional way to be at war with yourself I don't what what do I be saying what do I be saying? Not in the way that you may think when you first hear that, um, but being particularly being at war with yourself in terms of your body, the way you view your body, body image, your relationship with your body, or should I say my relationship with my body, um, 
I'm going to walk you guys through what that looks like for me. And then I will follow it up with three things I have learned to like unlearn. Um, three things I have, I'm sorry, three things I have done to unlearn toxic um, behavior or like traumas when it comes to body image. All right. So as you guys know, I grew up in a house full of women. Um, I have sisters, mom, aunt, grandma, all of them, the good, the goods. Okay. Um, grew up in a house full of women. So body image issues were something that I kind of knew came with the territory of like being a woman. I understood that, um, that, that was understood in my mind. Did I deal with my own baggage when it came to body image issues? Of course. Um, but and I'm going to talk about when I first started realizing that this is an issue for me, I guess, and kind of what that experience was for me. Um, but I want to talk about, to start off, when I noticed that this was something that I probably needed to speak on, or at least just say out loud. Um, I work with teenagers, and um, we did a couple episodes, girl, we did a couple activities. Um, I've done a couple activities with them over the years and particularly one I did last summer um, was an activity where I took them in front of a mirror. So we have a a room with a huge mirror. Um, I took them in front of the mirror and basically one at a time, a couple at a time, I would have the rest of the class turn around so that only the girl who was participating in the activity was looking at the mirror in front of her gave them whiteboard erase markers and I would have the girls write you know in 60 seconds just jot down quickly all the things you can think of that you like about yourself all your positive attributes um whatever you have to offer just write down anything positive you can think of when it comes to yourself So I would give them the 30 seconds, 45 seconds, whatever it was. I can't remember. Um, And at the end of that time, all the other girls in the room would turn around. We would read the girl's mirror in front of her. And then while she still stood there in the mirror, um, you know, the same way she was when she was writing the things, the rest of the class would come up and take whiteboard erase markers in a different color. And they would write on things for her. So write positive attributes. You're a great friend. Um, Always helpful, whatever it is positive leader like whatever it was that they saw you know positive in each other so it was really just a way for us to create that sense of community and vulnerability within ourselves um and our own little group but my point in sharing this story is this um you would be shocked and probably just so saddened at the number of girls who who didn't know what to write um they literally just didn't they just didn't know what to write and I could tell that it was genuinely um hard for them because they were embarrassed that they didn't know what to write um so that was difficult for me it was really difficult for me to hear all these teens talking about um how much they don't think they're beautiful how a lot of that stems in their body image issues and how you know they're not comfortable in their own skin they're not confident um it makes it gives them depression anxiety just the stuff that these girls go through it's so heavy it really is um whether they're 13 or 18 it's just heavy. We also did an activity where we did the game um, that's like step forward if, step forward if you agree with this statement, step forward if you agree with that statement. And so one of the things I said was um, I am insecure about my weight or my stomach and I shit you not every single girl in the class stepped forward. Now mind you, I'm working with as young as 12 years old. So every single kid stepped forward in the class um, from the girls that I had were like, you know, that were literally like 90 pounds to the girl that girls that I had that might have been like 180. You know what I mean? So it just it really was an eye opener to me. Okay, this is something that needs to be talked about. Way too many girls are going through this. And obviously, I already know a lot of women are going through it, too. So 
first of all, I just wanted to point out that this starts at a really young age um, for a lot of people. And I'm going to share my experience with that. So I first started having a negative relationship with my body personally. Um, Dumb young, mad young. I was I was in fourth grade, fourth grade, fourth or fifth grade. I can't remember exactly. I was in fourth or fifth grade and I started getting stretch marks. Now, my skin, I bruise super easily. Um, If I get a cut, it'll be a a disgusting, like, wound for, for, like, the next four months. Um, My skin just doesn't really heal. If I get scabs, it becomes a scar. I just just don't really heal well. I don't have um, super flexible skin, if you will. So, I started getting stretch marks on my inner arm. And it's so crazy that I remember this story. You really remember your traumas or things that turn into traumas. So funny. Um... I remember seeing them and I asked my mom, I was like, girl, what is this? What is this? What's happening here? Excuse the fuck out of me. Um, What's happening to my body? And I remember my mom, I remember this so clearly. Bless her little heart. Bless her little heart. She was really just trying to comfort. She was trying to comfort me. And um, my pre-pubescent girl, my pre-pubescent brain, that was a tongue twister. Um, She was trying to comfort me. So I'm like, girl, what is this? what is this? She was like, oh, it's just stretch marks. It's totally fine. Like I have them too. But baby, that was the worst thing she could have said. I said, what? You have them and you've had three kids and I have them and I'm in fourth grade. Fuck my life. Like that was like her saying, girl, you big as hell. Like you basically had three babies. And I was like, 11 so it just didn't really it didn't really sit right with my spirit it didn't sit right with my spirit and I didn't take that very well um again her intentions were genuine she meant well but but it's not how I received it it's really not and to paint the picture for y'all like I was already chunky okay she was given she was given dinner rolls she was but can I just be chunky in peace at 11 years old like why do I have to now be comparing my body to something that's going on with my mom's body no just kill me now that's how I felt I was like "Uh uh-uh I give up on life like nothing can get worse than this right here Uh, and I'm being funny but it was it actually wasn't funny it was very serious for me it was very serious okay it was quite serious um and I say that because when I started getting those stretch marks um I stopped wearing short sleeves because I didn't want anybody to see that I was really embarrassed by the fact that this was something that my mom had and this is something that adult women have as their bodies start to change I was so embarrassed that I could possibly have a stretch mark I really that for the first time first of many I felt like my body was just betraying me for real to keep it honest like all the way honest in fourth grade I thought this was the biggest deal so I stopped wearing short sleeves. So it would be to the end of the year. And I grew up in Wisconsin. So I was good for the most of the year. But then you get to that last, you know, little half of the year. And it's it's hot as hell. It's hot. Okay. It's hot. Um, and I was wearing um, long sleeves every single day. No matter the weather. No matter the temperature. I was in a hoodie. No matter what. And I remember being excited one time when I found this like hideous ass red Hannah Montana. This shit was the ugliest thing I've ever owned probably. But it was it was quarter length and it was like a zip up jacket quarter length. And I thought like, yes, this is it because I get to have the bottom of my arms out um, and the top of them can still be covered because God forbid anybody see my my one and a half stretch marks. 
but on a serious note let's think about how how traumatizing that actually is and how fucked up it is um now that I work with kids I can't imagine I can't imagine um one of my fourth graders not wearing short sleeves a t-shirt not being able to wear a t-shirt or not wanting to wear a t-shirt for an entire year because she thinks that she needs to hide the fact that she has a stretch mark or two on her arms it it's just wild to me and it's wild that this is my experience but from there um it really just grew and it spiraled out of control kind of um like I said I was always just kind of a a chubby gal you know I gave I gave what it I gave voluptuous if you will so um that was in fourth or fifth grade I moved on to middle school where I started to get I don't want to say like super bully because a lot of it was honestly by my friends and I use that word lightly because clearly these hoes was never my friends. But I used to kind of get bullied about my weight. Um, just people would just make jokes about it or just call me fat or whatever it was, like little boys and stuff. Um, of course, they wanted to date me. Of course. You know what I'm saying? Face card never declined. So, of course, they wanted to date me. But, you know, little boys and whatever. I was in middle school. Middle school sucks. I hated middle school. It was the worst time of my life. But, yeah, I was a little chunky. So, um, it's this is so important to talk about and to be able to identify right away because a lot of the times, um, a lot of the time it manifests into something greater. And that was true for me. So in eighth grade, um, I got really, really skinny and this was probably at its worst two times in my life. And there's, there's two major times. I wish I could pull up a photo for y'all cause it is wild, but I was in eighth grade and I was, um, dating somebody who I literally thought I was going to spend the rest of my life with which saying that out loud I just feel like a fucking bozo right now right here right now just paint my nose red um but this is what I thought I'm I'm going back to my little 14 year old brain this is what I thought when I was 14 I feel like I was kind of in a higher stressed um situation and I'm I'm gonna save that actually for the next episode I was kind of in a high stress situation um and I just like wasn't super super in love with myself I don't know a 14 or 13 year old girl who is really in love with themselves but um this is a time where I began to like kind of skip meals and that kind of got introduced into things like that so I would skip meals and um and when I say I would skip meals I mean like I remember saying in retrospect saying it out loud I'm like damn this can't be true but I remember my mom at the time asking me to eat because I had only eaten like a pop tart in the last few days or whatever it was so yeah I was I was really skipping meals I kind of learned how to um shrink your stomach which is um not good and I probably shouldn't share that just being conscious of um who could be listening and how susceptible people could be to whatever but um yeah I I learned how to shrink my stomach in a way that was like when you eat less you just get less hungry um which is obviously your body adjusting to being literally starved but at the time it was like so cool to me it was this revolution this weight loss technique that I had came up with myself where you just shrink your stomach so you just don't eat and then you won't be as hungry tomorrow so um I would also binge so I would binge and like fast and all that stuff but I even got to a point where I was like making myself throw up after eating um and again this is wild in in retrospect but at the time it it made a lot of and if you haven't noticed I don't really have to learn things the hard way. Okay. I'm no dummy. (laughs) She's no fool. So when I actually researched one day, I had had saw somewhere that, um, people with bulimia had bad teeth because the acid in your stomach, throwing it up, it, it makes your teeth like rot out or whatever. Um, it erodes your teeth. And from that day on, I was like, Ooh, 
don't think I'll be doing that shit again. So it was crazy because I had the I had enough consciousness to know what I was doing to know that what I was doing was harmful, but not always enough consciousness not to do it. Um, but I'm I'm only saying that to say that this was a very a lot of these choices were active choices. It's not like I just wanted to be skinny and I, I didn't know how I got here. No, I know how the hell I got here. I did. Th- these were choices that I, I made um, to, to achieve a desired look or something that I thought was going to be my goal look. So at my absolute skinniest, um, that, of course, you know, is what I thought was my my goal look. And then I got gained a little weight here and there, gained a little weight, healthy weight, normal weight, whatever. And looking back on those pictures, I was like, ew, I look sick. Like, this just looks gross. We took family pictures one year. And now I'm forever reminded of the time that I was literally starve, starving myself um, because I was so damn skinny in these ugly-ass pictures. Ugly-ass pictures. Moving on. Went to high school. Um, broke up with old dude. <laughs> Thank God. Broke up with old dude. Went to high school. Um moving on so I joined sports this is when I really got into sports so I was doing cheerleading softball all these different things dance team whatever so I gained weight that was again healthy weight muscle things that like just my body became more proportionate um so it's always like when you think you're in the clear you're you're never really in the clear right so I learned this and I fell back into that um I don't want to say obsession with my weight um, but I fell back into to that those toxic habits that I had before. And this time it was a little bit different for me. It showed up a little differently. Um, I wasn't particularly in a um, high stress situation. In my opinion, at the time, I thought I was living my best life. Um, so I wasn't really in like a, a stress situation or anything. Nothing was like really, you know, nothing really triggered me. I thought I was just living life as one does. And so my point in mentioning the difference between how these two things, how these two things that had the same end result, how they played out for me is because sometimes it is a conscious choice and sometimes it's not. Sometimes um, you kind of just know that what you're doing is not necessarily healthy, but you don't realize how it's actually affecting your body. Right. And we're learning how. (laughs) say it with me y'all your body keeps score of things even if you don't so my body was really keeping score I was binging and um fasting my body was keeping score of that I don't think I really went back into like the whole bulimia thing um as as heavily the second time around when I was super skinny I don't remember exactly how I got so damn skinny but I know it was because I wanted to be skinny I know that and I know that I was not in a good place because um again in retrospect you look at pictures and you're like why didn't anybody tell me why didn't people tell me that I looked sick and um actually during this time people did tell me that I looked sick people tried to tell me um that I I didn't look like as healthy as I could um and I this is where the sickness comes in and where I say you're at war with yourself mentally because I took it as a compliment when people would say how skinny I was I I honestly I was like I thought I was in my glow I was like bet say less baby say less okay so um when people try to tell me I look sick I took it as a compliment um that's not normal that's not okay so when I graduated high school I was I was dumb 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 skinny which really fucked me up because moving forward you know so this was when I was 18 so moving forward I'm thinking that my adult body my grown woman body should have been something like it was when I was 18 
Now, when I graduated college, I was probably less than 120 pounds. So I was maybe like 115 pounds. For reference, I am 180 plus pounds today. So I'm just going to give you a reference. My body type is not made to be little itty bitty. My bone structure is small, but I'm just not made to be a stick figure. That's just not my body type. It's not really anybody in my family's body type. So that's just a little example of how I was um, when I was for my high high school graduation I think the dress that I wore was like an extra extra small or an extra small or some shit like that girl please I couldn't even fit my left pinky toe into an extra small today I couldn't (laughs) don't challenge me because I couldn't um but yeah that just speaks to the state that I was in and 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 right when you think you're kind of in this like recovery state you realize that you're not and I say that this this fucked me up going forward because then when I was like 21, 20, I, I was like basing it off of my 18 year old body thinking like, oh, OK, this is the body I came out of high school with. This is what I should probably have like going forward. And I just want to say, can we normalize grown women, bo- like grown women bodies? OK, I don't know why I was expecting myself to have a little a little ass girl body um, for the rest of my life. And I'm not like shaming any like very slender, petite, slim women. Beautiful, beautiful. Love that for you. Um, but I'm just saying, like, can we just normalize the fact that it's normal to have hips? Like maybe a little love handle here and there. Like these are things that are normal, especially when you're in such formative years and your hormones are going and like whatever else. Girl, just this is your reminder to just chill out just chill with yourself for real just chill and so that's easier said than done right so like I I love to be this advocate for like being gentle with yourself like creating a soft place for yourself to land but that's because for many 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 years and it's something I actively struggle with but for many years I had no soft place to land I was the opposite of gentle with myself um metaphorically of course but honestly really I would really just beat the hell out of myself like beat myself the fuck up over so many things and I'm talking well into my adulthood well into my 20s this is not just when I was 18 or in high school or in college whatever um well into my 20s I would beat myself up um for not achieving the goals that I thought that I should have achieved it was it's just I really had a a moment of realization and I wrote a little um piece a while ago it's on my blog I wrote it um about this because you have this this realization where um for a while or for me forever um nothing fit right right so I was like blaming it on the clothes like I don't have good enough clothes or blaming it on you know um jeans just don't fit me right unless they're high-waisted or whatever it was just blaming it on the clothing items as to why I felt like shit every time I looked in a mirror and got dressed and having to realize and take a step back like okay it's probably not the jeans it's me right it's my skin that I'm uncomfortable in it is literally my own skin. It's not these clothes. It's my skin. So um, that was hard for me. Like that was that was difficult for me. And I did a lot of suffering up until I I had this epiphany, if you will. Yeah, I did. I did hella hella suffering. And when I say suffering, I don't mean anything that's like outward or super forward. I really just mean the emotional hell um the emotional abuse like just really emotional abuse that I put myself through um every time I was like displeased with something going on in my body which again this started for me in fourth grade so think about how many years that is of seriously being at war with yourself and beating yourself the fuck up like seriously mentally how many years is that what are you like 11 when you're in fourth grade and we're talking about this is something I just actively like was able to grasp as a thought when I was maybe 23 so 11 to 23 
that's 12 years right there. That's 12 years of feeling like shit because I didn't look a certain way or feeling insecure about just not meeting standards that I set for myself. And I'm 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 gonna be honest. This can we can we be vulnerable? Can we be real? A lot of the time, these standards are not necessarily things that are pushed on us from the outside because, again, I was raised by a family of women, so I was raised to, you know, love yourself and all that, and that's all fine and dandy, but I was also raised by a family of women, so I was raised by other people who were, other women who were experiencing um, some similar issues on, in similar volumes, Okay, so I was raised by women who also may feel like they're subpar or may feel like they're not small enough or may feel like they they don't necessarily know how to use their voice or express the fact that they're not feeling good about themselves. Um, so, yes, when I say I was raised by women, it's always a plus. But when I say I was raised by women, understand what I mean by that as well. I just was and am in a lot of different ways this is again something that I'm trying to unlearn as an adult because now I get to choose who the who the f I want to be so something I'm trying to unlearn um just I would really bully myself like talk down on myself I was not loving to me I wasn't gentle to me um I wasn't soft to me I wasn't patient I wasn't understanding to me like and it's just wild because you put yourself in these positions but think about if a friend came up to you and to want to um, share their journey with the same thing right so imagine a friend coming up to you to seek advice on what they should do would you ever tell your friend oh yeah you're not you're just not doing enough it's not good enough probably not you would probably start by comforting them you would probably start by just listening and being a uh, support um and being a shoulder to lean on you you wouldn't start just immediately ridiculing them or telling them what they did wrong or telling them in what areas they weren't good enough so why is it that when we have these these thoughts these conversations with ourselves um like for example hey I don't I don't think my body is like good enough right now I don't think I'm not liking the way I'm looking whatever it is why when we have those conversations with ourselves do we immediately go to judgment and again, this is like, I say this, I swear in every episode because it's so prevalent in my life right now, but un, like just learning how to not judge myself, this played in this, this, this played a big role here. Yeah. So I realized that I was, I was really, um, militant and harsh with myself in ways that I would never be with others. I was judging myself um, for things that I would never judge other people for. And when it was other people, and then we were talking about other people and their body image issues, it was like, girl, of course, love yourself. Friends will come to me. And I'm like, girl, of course, like you're the shit. Of course, babe, it's you. It's always been you. Everything about you is beautiful. And I would never judge anybody on their weight. I never have ever looked at anybody being like, oh, she's not cute because of her weight. It's just not a thought process that exists for me so the fact that when it's when it comes to myself I'm immediately going straight from zero to 100 like it just it just became overwhelming really and it was like taking over my thought processes so my point in saying all of this is that I I just really had to work against that and I'm still actively having to work against that um like I said, this is something that I've personally been dealing with for fourth since fourth grade. And I think a lot of women do their entire lives. So is this something I'm going to grow out of? Realistically, probably not. Can I develop 
skills and tools to work my way back from the point of no return or or work my way off the ledge or to just feel more confident and gain confidence in who I am and the fact that whether I'm 250 pounds or 50 pounds babe I'm still me like it doesn't change my personality it doesn't change anything about me except what size I wear so so ooh. This is a deep one for me, y'all, and I'm probably have to make this a multiple part series because I could literally talk about this all day. Um, my body image issues have been formative to who I am as a woman. Um, and I don't mean in a way where you let like negative things um, define you or, or you claim them or whatever. I don't mean like that, but I just mean in a way that has it's just really shaped the way I think about myself. And it's it's weird for me. It's weird for other people. It's probably weird for people personally who know me to even hear this coming across your your sound system because um, I appear to be a really confident person and I am confident. I like myself. I like who I am. That's true. But at the same time, right, two things can be true at once, even if they're contradictory. Um, at the same time, there's been a lot of time where I, I didn't I didn't really like me. Um, yeah, that's that's really as simple as I can put it. There's been a lot of times where I I didn't like the way I look. And again, it's that going back to feeling like my body um is betraying me there's been many times um that I've just felt like well I just got bad genes because my skin stretches so easily I just must have gotten bad genes and I'm not sure why this has happened to me um there's been a lot of well people just don't understand you just don't understand because my body is just different and while yes that is true that a lot of people don't understand um but it's also, again, two things can be true at the same time. It's very much true that a lot of people do understand. And it's very much true that a lot of people deal with this. Um, and I don't even want to like limit it specific to struggles of women. That's just my experience as a woman. Because I know like men men deal with the same, the same struggles. And it's weird. We live in a really weird world. I grew up in the social media era. Okay, I grew up on um, MySpace and watching chingy music videos and all these things. So yes, there's, there's pressure from the media to appear a certain way but I also grew up in one of the most accepting I feel like cultures um yeah where we're seeing plus size models we're seeing um mid-size fashion halls we're seeing plus size fashion halls we're seeing all these brands be inclusive and supportive we're seeing brands that are made just for plus size bodies so why is it in a world where um being something other than stick skinny where that's okay that's normal people are welcoming that and and really normalizing it why am I still like having these struggles right so this was this was a game changer for me um I realized that no matter how many pairs of jeans I change into no matter how many times I change the shirt right you could change everything on your body no matter how many tattoos I get no matter how many whatever it was um I was never going to feel comfortable in my skin and when I say comfortable, and it like almost makes me tear up because when I say comfortable in my skin, I want to I wanna explain that, okay? There's been times where I literally felt like I was crawling in my own skin because that's how uncomfortable I was. Genuinely, like uncomfortable, uncomfortable, like felt like I was in a body that wasn't even mine. It's it's weird to explain, but I'm just going to go ahead and assume if you know, you know, somebody please tell me they know. Otherwise, I'm going I'm going straight to therapy. But yeah, girl, 
I don't know. One day I had an epiphany. Um, I'm sure there was many things in between, but one day I had an epiphany and really it just came down to this. Um, if I can learn to love myself like this, where I feel my lowest, my most worthless, like if I can learn to really love myself in this state, oh, I can love myself through anything like for real. And that's the T. That's the T. If you take anything away from this episode, please take that and run with it. babe. Take it and run. Um, if I can learn to love myself like this, where I was literally in disgust with just myself, like and just where I let myself be and get to in the way I, I didn't meet my own standards and whatever if I can love, learn to love myself like this I can learn to love myself in any situation because I, I truly I truly have felt like um my lowest and my most depressed and my most mentally unstable regarding things that have to do with like body image issues and weight so I started to do it Okay, I just started to do it. I started to just simply keep wearing whatever I want. And that's one thing about me. That's why a lot of people assume that I'm really confident. And again, I do love myself. <laughs> this is one thing I love is some me. I do love me some me, okay? So if you don't personally know me, know this. One thing about me is I'm going to wear it. I'm going to wear it. The smallest bikini I can find, I'm going to wear it. Because I felt like I spent too much damn time covering up my body, not feeling confident in every i was just finna get mad y'all it started to get a little heated um clearly this is striking a nerve girl every time i look back at a picture where i thought i was a, a beach whale baby i was skinny i was giving i was giving body adi adi and that i hate that for myself uh, i wish i could have just enjoyed it in the moment when it happened so that's another thing learning to live <laughs> learning to live in the god dog moment girl you're not gonna keep punishing yourself you're just not gonna keep doing that so we're not gonna do that all right, so l let's get into some ways I, I started to change that and how I s kind of started to shift my thinking. And I'm sharing this, obviously, um, in case even there's one person, even half a person, maybe somebody's great auntie, sister, cousin's friend, baby mama's baby daddy, baby mama. Maybe it'll help them. You know what I'm saying? If there's one person who's listening who this will help, I, I, I'm happy to share. So I, I want to share some ways that I started to shift my mindset. Um, the first way was truly learning to thank my body for what it does for me even when or especially when I hate it and if you need um, assistance in this area a book that I read was Homebody by Rubika where she's one of my favorite poets um, but I, I read that book and a couple of other pieces of literature and just really just making a conscious effort I learned to thank my body for what it does for me do you ever think about that um, when even when you're not thinking of it your body has a thousand um, autonomic functions going on in the background. So sometimes you really just need to take a moment to thank your your body for waking up. Thank your lungs for breathing in air. Thank your feet for carrying you through the day. Thank You know what I'm saying? Like anything, really. Um, it's really just shifting your, your focus from what your body is doing to you to what your body is doing for you right from to you to for you so if you're someone who is like me and you it sounds really weird and maybe elementary I don't know if you get it you get it but if you've ever felt like betrayed by your body and things going on that you didn't quite understand um, understand that your body is not doing anything to you it's actually doing things for you take a moment and and be thankful and then um, for me at least that helped me when I started thinking of my body in that way um it helped me want to fuel it properly and to think it back and to do something for it um in return for what it does for me and again especially particularly 
most often when you hate it. That is the best time to thank your body for what it's doing for you. All right, y'all, number two, the second tool I'm using, okay? This is a big one for me. This is key. Um, I really shifted my focus from losing weight to being stronger, okay? Shifting the focus from losing weight to being stronger. So starting that gym journey again for the 8,000th time, you know what I'm saying? Um, if you're one of those, you know. But starting that gym journey again with the focus of instead of meeting a goal saying I want to lose, you know, whatever, 30 pounds, I want to be able to do 30 push-ups without stopping, things like that. And then you'll start to see weight loss um, and just hitting those goals that pertain to being stronger. I don't know. Word for me. Call me crazy. Number three, um, I had to really make an active effort. And this is something that I'm always working on. And one thing about eating disorders, when you have them, they never really go away. Um, and I like to say this, that you can kind of go in and out of remission, if you will, Um a relapse that's a better way you'll 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 relapse or whatever um and I realized that that's that's the thing for me and I and I I get that um but I just stopped beating the fuck out of myself every time my progress wasn't linear like I would just literally like beat myself and it's not even like just just the mental I would just like binge eat sugary shit that I know I don't have no damn business eating and again, not because I'm trying to lose weight, but because it's just not healthy for me. It's not a healthy choice. It's not what I'm, it's not what I'm trying to do here. It's not incongruence. Um, I think that's the right word to use in that, that sentence. It's not incongruence with my goals. So yeah, just really stop beating myself up when my progress wasn't linear. I heard this lady on TikTok once say, um, if you're trying to diet or whatever, eat healthy, whatever it is, eat clean, and you don't, just start again. Like, she was like, all the other times that you've eaten clean don't get erased because you ate sugar like it you just keep just keep eating clean the next time she was like so I don't know that's something for me that you know realizing that my progress wasn't going to be linear and just because I you know relapsed a little bit or had a piece of candy or I actually don't eat candy so for me it's like sweets lemon bars brownies ooh, ice cream sorry I just started having flashbacks y'all um for me it's those things so whatever moving on um I think this is number four, number four, realizing and accepting, (laughs) acknowledging, whatever you want to call it, that I am someone who has to be careful when I am attempting to lose weight or tone, period. It is what it is. Um, Again, if you have dealt with eating disorders, whether that be a friend, family member, yourself, you know that it's really easy to slip back into you have to again actively practice hard it's like kind of swimming up shore it's kind of like paddling up shore um you have to practice healthy dieting methods if you will so for example um I had a couple coworkers a couple weeks ago talking about how fasting is effective for losing weight that's not something that I'm really interested in doing um because I know that I've done that before and it has been effective but in a really negative and unhealthy way so I feel like a lot of my um yeah, I just I just really have to be careful. And that's okay. Um, it's okay. I may not be able to participate in fad diets or whatever. Not that you really should anyway, but whatever it is, I just have to be selective. And there's some times where I just have to bow out of the conversation because it's a trigger for me. And that's okay. So yeah, if you're someone like me and you get triggered by little shit that you thought you were over long ago, um, understand that your journey might just look different from someone who hasn't struggled with the same things that you have. And it it just is what it is. The sooner you accept it, the sooner you can just be aware and move accordingly. Be aware, move accordingly. 
So yeah, this particular episode lean a little bit more to the medium side than the ghetto side. You know, we're versatile. That's fine. Um, but if you got anything out of this, I'm very glad that you did. If you did get anything out of it, feel free to email in at speakgirlspeak at gmail.com. I want to know what you got out of this because, again, this is not a very comfortable position for me I don't really enjoy putting all my business on front street that's not really a cute feeling for me it's not doesn't give me the warm and fuzzies um but I'm here for y'all and I'm showing up and one thing I'm definitely going to do is commit to showing up for you guys I want to start posting more frequently and really just show up and a part of that is is being vulnerable and sharing things that are not necessarily comfortable speaking points for me yeah, so this week as you out in the world, I want to encourage you to maybe maybe open up about something vulnerable. You know what I mean? Maybe you let someone in in another way you haven't before. Maybe you share a trauma with somebody. I don't know. Maybe you hold the door for the old lady who be coming in after you at work and you can't stand her. I don't know. Whatever your vulnerable is, I just want to encourage you guys to be be a little try it. Just just a moment of it. I'm not saying you have to do it all week, girl. It's not a 7-day assignment, okay? Just implement a little bit, a little tiny piece, a portion of vulnerability into your week this week and let me know how it goes for you. Maybe it'll maybe it'll be helpful. I actually, no cap, no kizzy. I feel a little lighter. I really do. Just just even speaking this out loud, I, I definitely feel lighter. So with that being said, I want to thank you guys for being here with me today. I appreciate you as always. I appreciate your time. I do not take that for granted in any way, shape or form. Again, I want to invite you lovely, beautiful, perfect queens and kings to go ahead and email into the show. Speak or speak the podcast at gmail.com. Um, email in. Let me know how your week is going. If you want to talk, just let's let's chat it up. You know what I'm saying? Whatever it is you guys want to hear, please email in. Um, I invite you guys to do that. Go ahead and leave me a rating and a review. All that good stuff cute 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 perfect wonderful but before we go i want to give you guys a little bit of a sneak peek on what we're going to be getting into for the month of february i'm excited i'm so excited i'm excited y'all um for the month of february the month of love we are going to be focusing on relationships so we're going to have a little mini series it is going to be all about different kinds of relationships so we're going to talk friendships we're going to talk romantic relationships we're going to talk about relationships with parents we're going to talk about it okay and one thing about me is I'm gonna be honest and I'm gonna live in my truth babe I'm gonna live in mine you know what I'm saying I'm gonna do me so I'm really excited the next episode we're gonna kick the month of love off talking about friendships um I'm gonna talk about a little bit of friendship trauma I have y'all can I be honest y'all mind a couple of people might mind but again I'm gonna live in my truth and share my experiences um and a lot of friendship turbulence that I've had, y'all. I'm going to answer any and all questions on why I'm not friends with people that I have been friends with in the past. I'm going to keep it real raw and greedy for y'all, okay? Um, yeah, so I have not spoken about <laughs> that um, publicly. And you guys are going to know why I'm saying that. It's, it's real funny and cute. Um, I haven't really spoken about my past friendships um, publicly ever. I never have because I've never given a whole the time of day. But I got time. I got time for the month of love. I want to talk about how friendships are really just rooted in love. So we're going to get into that next episode. I will see y'all there. Okay. Have a great week. Love y'all. Y'all thought I forgot the quote of the episode.
No, I didn't. I really did it. Um, you know how I talked a little bit a few minutes ago about being versatile and you know, we're just really creating this versatile space. Y'all know, y'all know what it is. We're more than surface deep. We are multi-layered, multi-dimensional, if you will, kings and queens here. So with that being said, um, the quote of the episode is going to be one that is near and dear to my personal heart over here on this side of the microphone. So um, it goes something like she could be a corporate lawyer or a hood rep. And that is Project Pat. Thank you.